guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Hey, campers. Hey. Hey, Phil. <laughs> All right. You can go. Uh, this, Hi, is, this is Lissa, and that's Phil, and he wants to have the first word. It's okay. I know. I'm done. I, this is the last word. Um, guys, Never this mind. is the Bitch Seat Podcast. It's the Bitch Seat. And, uh, and uh, in a little while, we're going to have our very exciting guest, Jay Miller. But, but first, Phil, I want to know who, which, was the, which was the serial mascot that you identified with most? Count Chocula. Wow, you didn't even skip a beat. Well, yeah. I mean, I look like Count Chocula. No, oh, you oh. don't. What? Is that what you think you look like? Well, no. Toucan Sam was the other one because I had a big nose. <laughs> I like Toucan Sam, but I also really, uh, I don't know. It's hard because I was really i was really pulling for all of them, like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guys. Remember when there was three of them and then the one guy went crazy and then killed the other two and then it was just the no. one old guy? Wait, I don't remember Cinnamon Toast Crunch's Cinnamon mascots. Toast I just I, There were three Rice Krispie guys and I'm pretty sure I wanted to be Pop, but I was <laughs> always a Crackle. No. Crackle. Which one looked like a mess? One of them had like a beret. <laughs> he was kind of a mess. The melty one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I actually was. <laughs> no, I, I like Count Chocula, but I also like Booberry. <laughs> and Frankenberry. Really. They, they... Anything with berry in your name automatically makes you, you can't take it seriously. But I wanted to be taken very seriously. Yeah. Oh, I like the captain as well. He had a cool jacket. Captain Crunch. But his teeth, his, no, his, his cereal hurt your teeth. And also scraped your mouth. Didn't really enjoy that. The, but the tricks rabbit was always was always getting disappointed. Guy. He was always getting shit taken away from I him. Fell for him. Maybe that's me. It was he just never got. Yeah, he never he's got the what Eeyore he of the bunch. He's not really Eeyore. He's the he coyote. Was, he kept it. He kept it light. He was always like, God, you're gonna get some tricks, James. And they're like, You can't have. And meanwhile, tricks. the like the stress sweat is pouring <laughs> down <laughs> his fur. <laughs> I'm getting paid for this, right? <laughs> Silly. No, he's not you. You're an animal. You don't get residuals. Tricks are for kids. Bummer. And money is for us, the owners of this company. Get back in there, you cell-shaded freak. Anyway. Um, you put a lot of thought into this. No, I just, yeah. Yeah. For, you know, I guess I'm the tricks rabbit. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's God what. Damn it. Poor guy. Sorry. Also, the Lucky Charms dude was, we're going to go through all of them, folks. No, no we're not. We're going to stop right here. Because we didn't talk about Tony the Tiger, and I thought his name was going to be mentioned first. So I'm no, really No, Tony the Tiger was just, he had nothing wrong with him. He had everything going on. He was happy. Yeah, he was the quarterback. He was great. You know? You know like, he was. He was the, he was the, um, the Ken doll. He was He was Fred. the ingenue. He was the Fred of the gang, you know? He had that stupid scarf. Like the Fred Flintstone? No, the Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh. Like, yeah, he had the stupid scarf. He was like, all right, guys, uh, let's eat your sugar and, you know. Run around for a while. I don't know. What? Are you disappointed because you thought that was me? Did you no, think I was No, I never wanted to be with a Tony. 
Well, you're with the Phil. Sorry. It's good enough. It's Italian. Okay. Good. I'm going to get to this here. Please. I'm going to read something from Unplugged again. Um, I assume this is in 1996 because the rest of this shit is. And uh, it's pretty dark. So very appropriate for Halloween. And also when you're listening to it, try to imagine like lots of really pretentious line breaks because. Is that, let me see. It's poetry. Yeah, there's a lot. Let's and and it. as it goes on, the, the penmanship gets messier and messier as I get more and more um, angsty. The voices, the faces, they draw closer. Less than ghosts, more than shadows. Hissing tauntingly in my ears, sneering at me with yellowed fangs, surrounding me. They glare with raging blazes in their eyes. What the fuck is a raging blaze? Yeah, just keep going. Circling me, closing in, drowning me in a sea of vengeful chance. No end, no beginning, just an ocean of fiery madness, a blinding spiral of chanting, murmuring, cursing, screaming demons. Around and around they whirl, faster, racing around me, kicking up dusty crumblings of, does that say hats? No, it's hate. Kicking up dusty crumblings of hate, cackling now, of death's past and ones yet to come, they shriek my name, coiling spirals of evil about my throat. They still chant, a haunting rhythm. They spit at me with bloody venom, their faces ablaze with murder and torment and torture and death. But then darkness floods in. A brew of relief covers the killing devils, smothers the evil with solemn, blackening, suffering quiet. The abrupt end. But what of the lonely silence? Is silence the worst agony to overcome? Dun, dun, dun! Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, whatever your fear is, is probably way, way, way more painful than the reality. But um, here I'm just saying, like, loneliness is the fucking worst, man. It's the fucking worst. Yeah, I could understand that. I could see all of that. That's, uh, that was, I've, I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I just, there's just a lot of adjectives per usual, just a lot of adjectives. Um, but I don't know where that came from. I, I, I feel like I was just kind of exercising my muscles of how specifically I could describe a feeling. And I don't know if I ever got to it. I just kept circling around it the same way. Where was your head at? Where was that? What, what was the date again on that? It was, uh, I think it was 96. So that would have been like sixth Seven. grade, like sixth grade. 96, late 96 or early 96? I don't know. No, there was no date on it. It's oh, just shit. the other things around it in this book had a date. But um, all I ever wrote about in my journals was loneliness. And it was always this feeling of, I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's a boyfriend. Like every single every single one. <laughs> God, it's not, lo- it's, not, it's not anger and it's not sadness and it's not fear. What is it? I'm missing something. Something it's is missing. It's a boyfriend. Yeah, that, I, was, that was me and girlfriends too. Like, there's a void. I feel incomplete. I need a girlfriend. But, yeah. Nobody ever told me different. That's the problem with America. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too. Uh, oh, well. well here, we found, and here we, we are we now. We found each other eventually. You're yep. my sax man. And we're yes. still not happy. So, you know, now we know. No, but now I'm unhappy for other reasons. And I understand them better. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you so. got me. So, now you got to figure out the other stuff. Right. But it's always, right, life is a pie chart. And the romance aspect of the pie chart is doing well. Um, but other aspects are, are doing very poorly. Yeah. Because there's always one that's... Yeah. And then there's that one little piece that doesn't know who's running for president. You know, they don't know basic things. Speak for your own pie chart. 
I don't know. I would I would hope that I have a part of a pie chart that's blissfully ignorant. Like I would I would hope that I have a part that's like No, no, you gave that up a long time ago. Especially dating me. There is no more blissful ignorance. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> um anyway. It's for a day or two, you know. I know. Well, that's why we smoke a lot of weed. Speak for yourself. My parents listen to this. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't like me. It's fine. They like you fine. <sighs> they, you know, it's just. All right. Let's move along. This is a show about childhood, not about our present day problems. <laughs> um, our guest today is pretty much a legend. Um, he's a comedian. Who is uh, it? What? Shh. Is, is it me? Am I no, you're not here yet. Shh, you're not here yet. You haven't walked down the hallway. You haven't walked down the hallway yet. Get back in the closet. Oh, okay. my mistake. I'll be right um, back. <laughs> um, yes, he's a stand-up, stand-up comic uh, and a writer, and he's been doing this shit for a long time. He's a producer of Impractical Jokers, and when I heard him do a set uh, recently, um, I, everything he was saying, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have to know each other. Yeah, we have the same problems. We have to know each other immediately. So I'm very happy to have him here. It is the incomparable Jay Miller. All right. Jay is sitting behind a drum set. The drum set is painted black, but you can kind of like see the white peeking through it. And he's got like black war paint under his eyes. And he's got like really long shaggy hair for some reason. But because this is a Smash Mouth song, he is wearing a bowling shirt with flames on it. It definitely has flames on it. He's wearing Doc Martens with, like, four-inch platforms. And everybody else is standing in a circle around him, just, like, giving him space. Yeah. Giving him space. Just work it out. Work it out on the drums. Welcome. Hi, Jay. Should I come in now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome in there. Yeah. I, I want to tell you that, that it's... Uh, it's uh, it was very hard to, and I guess I, I wasn't technically sitting here, but being in the other room and listening to you guys talk <laughs> and not be able to jump in was probably the hardest five minutes of my life. <laughs> it's difficult for a comic. It's uh, difficult to not contribute. I also have a thing on podcast where I feel the need to uh, interrupt their intro of me. Um, I do it on almost every podcast I'm on. Oh, well, I'm not going to psychologize you, but what is that about there? You want to defend you yourself? Literally just psychologized. Oh, it. oh no, I know exactly what it is. It's to get the. It's just to get people against me before we even start. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. That's so interesting. But when you told me when you gave me a look and you were like, "Just don't say anything until you're introduced," and I was like, "Oh my oh, god," yeah. which was like, "I have to interrupt." I like, I have to jump in, but I was like, "I think I'm really gonna freak her out if I do that because you seem someone like if I mess with your." Um, like the way you have planned things, like you, you don't enjoy that. Oh dear. Well, I'm trying to get better at that. I mean, that's something I've been working on my whole life. So I think yeah. I've improved a little bit. I mean, you basically gave him the "don't hit that button." You know? Right. We don't and even I have we don't it. even have the bell on the table today. We usually have a bell in the studio. But it's okay, you know. But it, I'm glad we don't because I feel like you'd be ringing it every thirty. It would have tacked on an extra ten minutes to a lot of what we were just talking about. To add the bell? Oh yeah. When we're talking about like existential problems, the bell is always a good friend. Okay. I have a few Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Speaking of the bell, uh, our engineer here uh, gave me this silly putty so yes. that I have something to use with my hands that yes. doesn't make noise. And I find He's myself. He's found a way to make noise I'm, with it. I'm opening it, and cl- I didn't even realize I was doing it. I I'm, do that too. I'm opening it and close, and then I'm like, "Oh, I'm making noise with this thing." <laughs> like the exact reason I. No, because it's okay the, though. The the thing it's got like these like inter mesh. It clips. Like, it clips. Like, yes. Yeah. So you like it's satisfying to get it in I'm there. Just so I'm gonna I'm putting it's it fine. away from me. You know what? I'll do the same. I 
Kent, you got to bring yeah. in some uh, slinkies instead. Uh, two other things, just to catch up. Yes. Uh, the, the Trix Rabbit. You know, the Trix Rabbit is such a like a, a fun, lovable um, cartoon character that we all know. But but think about it. No one has ever liked the Trix Rabbit. Like no, no no child has ever liked it or wanted that toy as a kid. So just think about what a like a terrible. He must have been a, like he's a terrible character. But he's think? never he's never he's never getting his deepest desires. But that's just like like Coyote and Roadrunner. Like we lo- the kids love to laugh at Coyote failing. Um but, yeah, but what no is one Coyote's lo- heart feeling? Yeah, but you feel for the Coyote. Yeah. No one cares about the Trix Rabbit. Ever. Silly rabbit. Ever. Yeah. He's he, just being dismissed and condescended to. For kids to find a place to be superior to something. And it's a cartoon oh, rabbit. Oh, that's a good point. He's, because yeah. kids are never in charge of anything. He's a pantomime clown. You know, he's one of those like sad clown guys. that's like, well, you're never going to get that. I know, but you feel for the clown. He's saying you don't even feel for the rabbit. You don't feel for the rabbit. Nobody cares. Really? Yeah. I don't think anyone cares about the rabbit. In hindsight, I feel for the rabbit. But at the time, I was just like, shut the fuck up and give me the cereal. You know what I mean? I think it has something to do with trick cereal being terrible. Yeah, it's just not. It doesn't. (laughs) There's nothing about it that uh, it doesn't ring the, the same sweet bells as anything else. Doesn't. Because I think it's a slightly healthier. That that was a sweet cereal that we were allowed to eat. We were not allowed to eat Frosted Flakes. Or Tricks Frosted was Minuets. the healthy cereal for you? Because it was like, no, no, no. We ate shredded wheat uh, Cheerios and Rice Krispies because my mom's a dental hygienist. Gross. But mm. once in a while, Not your mom, beg, gross, the cereal. I know. Well, you know what? Also, it's kind of like a bastardized cereal version of those vending machine candies that were shaped like fruits but tasted like wax. Do you remember yeah. what I'm talking about? Yes. They were also too citrusy for a waxy, garbagey candy cereal. There was just tricks? nothing. Tricks. It was just You know sweet. how I feel about the citrus, though. Yeah, but there's all the citrus in one cereal filled with milk. That doesn't ha- That's like mixing your orange juice in your milk and drinking it, except you're eating it. Oh, did you, when you guys were younger, like, and you got your snacks and sent to you, like, sent to school with you, did you ever, uh, like dare each other to put like one bite of everybody's snack in your mouth at the same time. It's called a happy sandwich. That's what we called it. Listen, I don't but it was this, not happy. Is this what the kids did to you? <laughs> Were you in a closet? I don't, also? What, I don't know what black market your uh, lunch table was, but uh... no, it was it was a dare. People like or when we went to friendlies and people would take like the marinara sauce and like put everything in there. Yeah, sugar, salt, pepper. Mayonnaise, right, ice cream, oh, M Ms. Were you the girl who would eat anything? No, <laughs> no, I was super picky. I was I the was... girl who would eat anything. <laughs> it was me. I can't. So, wait, were you an, were you a loner when you were a kid? I can't really get a read on it. Um, yeah, I get a loner. I uh, yeah, I guess I never described myself as a loner, but I did everything by myself. So I guess that makes me a loner. But I guess a loner, I I do equate loner with rebel, which they're different. No, they're different. Probably things. because of Pee Wee Herman, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, yes, I wasn't a loner. I was just alone. Um, oh, that's I, a good. I had an line. older brother and an older sister uh, who never um, included you. Yeah, I was so I did everything by myself. So um, I. I I was pretty good at being by myself. Like I would play Monopoly, full Monopoly games, 
Uh, As would, all the players? Yeah, I would give each each player yeah. a character. I don't know why you're writing down while I'm like while I'm talking and when I say something. <laughs> Do you feel like you're yeah. in therapy right now? It is like in therapy. I'm like, I would play Monopoly. She's like, ooh, that's good. And then writes down. I'm like, what are I'm you so writing sorry. down? Sorry, figuring out your prescription. Yeah. Okay, so give her give her some space. No, there. I just it's it's uh it's just to have some good taglines when I tweet about it later. Got it, got it. Yeah. Um, but don't worry. I, I love that you even observe this. I write down shit about everybody, and nobody ever says anything about it. But yeah, sorry. Seems I, I've met my match. I don't want. I don't want you to feel weird about it. You could keep writing. I don't feel weird. You feel weird. Yes. Yes. <laughs> true. Uh, no, but for Monopoly, I would give each player a, um, a personality. You know, the dog would buy everything. You know, <laughs> the, the, the top hat was like very financially smart. <laughs> Uh, and then I would play a full game and and make decisions and That's make trades awesome. and yeah like it was cool when I was a kid and then I got older and I was like oh that is very sad yikes well how how old were you when you were doing that um pretty much until I was ten and then my sister was born and then my sister became like my best friend so, oh so wait so you were the youngest until you were ten yeah and then you were not anymore right so. But it sounds like that was actually a relief for you. It was like I had some, I had a friend, so that was like the best thing, and and then I would I like put on shows for my sister, and and it was always like um, playing games with her, and just you know all these games that I had like made up over the past ten years. It was like now I had someone. Oh, to that's play so with. nice! You finally had a captive audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and my me and my younger sister are really close. <laughs> me and my older brother and older sister. Um, we're like, you know, we're family close. Right. Well, how much older were they? My sister's three years older and my brother's six years older. So there's a pretty good spread. Why didn't they include you when you were, when you were little? Um, I don't know. I guess they're doing their own things. <laughs> I don't really know. I, I never, it's a weird thing that I've never, um, it, I've never like been upset about it. It's just, it's kind of. That's just what it is. It is what it is. Well, it sounds like when you were doing this, like playing these epic Monopoly games by yourself, that you were, you weren't dwelling in the fact that you were alone. Like I, when I was alone, like I felt the loneliness and I really sat in it and reveled in it. But you actually made something of the being alone. Being younger. Yeah. I think as I got older, I still live in that alone because that's just kind of what I'm most comfortable in. And so as I've gotten older, it's been like, um, you know, this isn't as fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, so did you not, did you not have friends when you were little or you just kept them at a distance? Uh, I didn't really have, I've never really had like close, I've never had like a best friend. I don't think I've ever had You've a best friend. You've never had a best friend? That yeah, breaks not my really. heart. Oh, man. Yeah, this, wow, this really got dark sorry i didn't i didn't say it was a comedy podcast <laughs> no to be fair it can be but for the most part we like these yes um uh yeah no i i don't think i i don't know if i could ever really say uh, i have like one i have one really close friend who i um when i started working as a teacher we like started on the same day and we worked together for five years, and then we, we got um, excess, which means we got 
uh, there was no room for us at our school. So oh, we God. went to another school. You got disappeared to another school. Yes. And like eight <laughs> of us did. And it was me and her. And it was like so sad for three weeks that we were being separated. And then when we found out where we were going, we were both got sent to the same school. Ah. Everyone got sent to different schools except us. That's great. And it was like magical. And we got to work together. And she's like um, maybe 15 years older than me. Um, Doesn't matter. Have you seen Harold and Maude? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's not that. She's not that old. <laughs> um, no, but she's like my older friend, and she's probably like my best friend. She's the one person who I like tell everything to. But, um, but you didn't have one of those when you were, when you were little. No. So did you um, – okay, so this is a good lead into the artifact that you brought here. Oh, yes. Did you ever journal? Did you ever – I mean, you must have been having like lots of feelings. Well, when I, I – told a lot of my feelings to my girlfriends, you know, when I was younger. It had to come out somehow. But did you not have a a channel? No, because I came from a family where we don't, you don't we, talk. we don't have feelings. You know what I mean? Uh, everything is good. Everything is great. Even in New York City? It. Oh, yeah. Well, Staten Island. It's, so, still, it's still the city. We, yeah, we were an Italian family. Everything's fine. Everything's great. We're not complaining. Things could be worse. So it was a lot of that. So it wasn't until that I was like, I, I think it was like once I turned around 30 that I was like, I have a lot of feelings inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's get those out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. it's like popping the biggest zit of all time. Yeah. And is that when your stand-up got – no. When did you start? I mean, I did – the first time I ever did stand-up was I think I was 22 years old. And um, – it was, I just hated the experience of it. I hated doing it. I was doing like bringers at, uh, I was doing shows where you have to like bring people. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you have to bring three friends yeah. to pay $15 for a ticket and buy two drinks that are $10 three each. Three friends is a low, is a low requirement at oh, bringers yeah. these days, I well, think. That was the bringer at New York Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And your friends would come and it's like, they'd have to spend $30, $40 yep. yeah. to watch you for five minutes yep. and sit through three hours of comedians. Yeah. And it was, the, I hated it so much. Every other comedian, no one was friendly, and I did it for about uh, six months to a year, and then uh, I quit. And then I didn't start doing stand-up proper again until maybe three, four years ago. And uh, I think, you know, I still kind of hate it, but it's we have a very, I have a very love-hate relationship with my yeah comedy. Yeah, so do I. So do I. It's the girlfriend I can't break up with. <laughs> That's how I feel about New York. Ah. Um, so I want to bring out your, your artifact here. And for the listeners, uh, Jay told me that he actually didn't even read this himself yet. So this is going to be a surprise for everybody. Yeah. I, I, I was, when you first told me, it's so funny when you said it, this was the first thing that came to my mind. Cause I found this, um, I, man, I don't even know where I found it, but I found it like three, four months ago. And I like looked at it and then closed it and said, I want to read this on, I was going to read it on my show or I was trying to find like the first perfect place to read it. Mm-hmm. So it's just been sitting on my desk. <laughs> and I, I mean, even on the way here, I had to stop myself from looking at anything in it. So you could, uh, you could look just to take a look. Oh, at it's it. even typed. Did you type this on a typewriter? Oh, does it feel like a typewriter? I don't know. I mean, the, because I, uh, I don't. The font looks. What year is no, it No, maybe it looks like maybe like an Apple II GS sort of situation. That's weird because I don't remember having a computer. And it's, in it's 19... got these. Maybe you wrote it in school. It's got these pages that you can tell, like the 
the end edges have been ripped oh, off. Oh, yes, yes, You know, yes, the perforation. Yes. Um, so I'll tell you what I know about. So this was, what's the date on it? December 20th, 1993. 1993, which would make me, I was 17 mm-hmm. in senior year of high school. And I was, oh, is this a grade? You got an A minus. Good job. Oh, we got an A minus. Okay. That's already, my recollection is already off on it. Because you uh, thought that you failed. I thought that I did much worse on this. Uh, I was, uh, you know, funny kid in school. and uh, Class clown. Class clown. Did, uh, she's writing down class clown. <laughs> what, were your, uh, uh, what were your grades? I am a... I like to think I'm a professional C student. Yeah. I guess not, though. I guess well, not. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I never put any effort into school ever. Me neither. Um, I never did any studying or any work into anything. Like studying, I, I always try to get a C. So if, uh, you know, if we're having a test on like four chapters, I will study two of the chapters. Wait, you know? did you do that as like a fuck you to the system? Like, no, you no, knew no, that no. you were setting yourself up for almost failure by doing that. I just didn't care. Be, I came from a family where if I, sh- you know, I would get a 95 on a test, they'd be like, I got a 95. And they'd be like, oh, why couldn't you get a 100? And I was like, well, I'm getting a 75 from now on because there's no right. difference between the one yeah. or the other. Right, right. Um, oh, God. So it was, you know, so I always did just enough to pass. Yep. Yeah. And, um, I don't understand how I got through high school or how I got through college because I did zero. I feel like I did zero work. I, yeah, I think it's it's just when you have a lot of stuff. Were you were you uh, active outside of school? Were you creating stuff, or were, was it just he was playing Monopoly by himself? I was playing Monopoly. I mean, at this age, it was just me and my sister, me playing games with my four year old, five year old sister. <laughs> just like, like maybe I don't know. I did that too, where I I only gave myself enough time in high school or school in general so that I could maybe get a B, and right. if I got a C, it wasn't a D. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah. it just cause it didn't really matter. It never mattered. It, uh, I knew I wasn't going to need I was that just shit. Had the complete opposite experience where I felt like if I didn't get an A, I was so because I thought that that was all I had. Even though I did have friends, it was like it wasn't relevant. There was no boys who thought I was attractive at all. Nobody ever returned my feelings. The only thing I have is school. The only thing I have is being a school machine. So if I fail at that, I don't deserve to live. That was sort of how I Jesus felt. Christ. Wow. Yeah. It's too much. But the literature stuff would do better at like creative writing, I feel like. We're, and this we're is pretty... fiction, right? This is a short story. This is a short story. And the the fun thing about this is that I um I've never written a short story before. I never, because um, everything I've ever done has always been funny. And you also do that thing where you're like, um, you know, I'm not really trying, so it doesn't matter if you fail. Right, right, yeah. right. And I remember being <clears throat> this being like the first time that I really tried at something. And I wanted to write something serious. And I, and I, I remember like really wanting this to be good. Um, and I guess the fact that I got an A minus, I'm trying to think that because I remember getting it back and not getting the reaction that I wanted from it. And so I don't know what that was. This was also the teacher that I respected the most. He was the, you know, the cool high school teacher. So if there's anyone to bring it for, it's this guy. Yeah, I definitely wanted to impress him. And I guess the fact that it, it didn't impress him as much as I would have 
liked maybe is what disappointed me. I don't, I don't know. I, the fact that I just remember being disappointed and now I see an A minus and I'm like, what the hell was I disappointed in? Well, maybe you wanted an A. Maybe you wanted him to like be parade my, you around. Be my friend. Yes. <laughs> Why couldn't he love me? <laughs> um, well, he did one thing. Uh, yeah. He did one thing that when I was a, a teacher that like, it's, it's one thing that he did that stuck with me forever was where one time he threw me out of class um, and he was just like, you know, and I always was getting in trouble. So he was like, um, he was like, Jay, I want you to, he's like, you know, just, just get up and leave. So, you know, so I'm like laughing because that's part of the routine, you know, it's like, so to you want cover me- up the crying. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So I was like, so you want me to go to the Dean? He was like, uh, I don't care what you do. Just, I want you out, which like totally confused me. And I was like, so go to the Dean or no? He's like, I just don't want you in my class. I just want you to leave. And I remember walking out being like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like what he, did yeah. you do? What like he the... just he just doesn't want me here. It's yeah, not but... even the routine of like now go to the dean and now do this. And I but wa- it's it's a really good wake up call of like oh because you always felt like you had you had to have something to push against, right? You had to have something to fight back against. Like when you were said your parents didn't care if you got a ninety five. Well, fuck you. I'm gonna get a seventy instead. But this is this isn't like if you had nothing to fight push back against except for yourself. Yeah, you yeah. know. And this wasn't like, it's also like, I'm not disciplining you, you know? Like, I'm not teaching you a lesson. I just don't want you here. It was also like, oh, I remember like walking to the lunchroom and being like, this is worse than going to the dean. Yes, that's like like when your parents are like, I'm not angry. (laughs) I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah, you're outside the spaceship at that point. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. That's existential. So that, in a way, that, that has stuck with me ever since. What did you do again to, to do that? Like, were you just goofing off or? I was just chatty. I always had. You to, sat in the back. Yeah, always had to have a joke. Wow, it's it. so crazy to talk to somebody who's on that side of it because I was always like, you know, in the front row and just like really like the, the best fucking student. And the, the and I was having my own crises, but I thought that everybody else around me was like having a great time. So to talk to somebody who's laughing and making other people laugh all the time, who was not having a yeah, great no, time. Yeah, no, you're either. you're the girl in college that I would. Um, I would sit in the back every class, and then on the day of the test, I would sit next to you. Yeah, I know. I hated, I hated your kind. I hated People. your kind. I liked his kind because he he made it. He made me understand that it really didn't matter. It didn't I matter. Liked, but I needed, I needed to know that it mattered because I had put my entire heart and soul into it. So if there, it didn't matter, then why bother living? There was so much bureaucracy. I remember there was this one dude. We in were, high school or college? In high school. We were doing this uh, school musical. And no one liked our fucking principal because he, it was anything goes. And you know, the, the, uh-huh. name, of the, the name of the, uh, the name of the ship was the SS American or something like that, or SS. Oh, I don't remember now. Whatever it is. He changed it to the SS Raider, which was our mascot. And the, the one kid in the background who he showed up, he was an extra, but he showed up in whatever costume he wanted, sometimes smoking a pipe, sometimes just standing <laughs> off in the distance, doing whatever the fuck he wanted. But he hated our principal. So much that every time that they and they like christen the ship, he would just sort of stand there still, like completely not. Yeah, but you turned into that guy in at the Fringe Festival. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I did. But, let, but we won't talk about that because. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna. Because quite who knows frankly, I'm ashamed um, to this day. No, it was a great time. No, but, but that was it was a good example. If I if I met you in high school, I probably would have been like, I like that guy. Were you in the musical? Yeah, I was. I cared too much. I was an extra. I was featured sailor number one. Oh, you uh, were. Were you part of the big 
tap number at the end? Or is that all women? That's everybody. I mean, that's it, everyone. And uh, during Blow Gabriel Blow, that was, we did, because that was during the swing revival of the 90s. So we all swung danced. Yeah, yeah. Swing I feel danced. like that's been, a, we've been talking about that a lot lately. Brian Setzer. Because it's, it's Jerry trying Papa to come Daddy's. back. It's like, it's got its hand on like the membrane of reality. Like, no, trying fuck to that. Push the 90s through. need to stay, stay back. I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for that yet. Eh, I'll allow it. All right. I want, let's read this. Let's Sorry, read this. Shit. I, yeah, now I'm thinking of there's a video of Jonathan Gruff doing um, "Anything Goes" the entire song and tap dance at the miscast. I don't know if you ever watched yes. the miscast. Yes. Yeah, he does it at that, and it's one of nice. my favorite things ever. Uh, I'm gonna look for that. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and watch it. Also. <laughs> I okay. Um, how, how do we do this? Do I just, just read, read it? Yeah. Okay. It's called the Termite Inspector, which I was supposed to put in quotes, but didn't. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that red pen, and I was like, no, that's bullshit. I would not have put that in quotes. I would not either. I mean, maybe underline. No, not even. It also, there's a 7-8 on top of I don't know it, what written that means. in red, which I don't know what that means. Um, but 78 is not an A-, minus, so I don't know. And also, my name is Jason Miller, which I always forget that at some point when I turned maybe 18, 19, I started calling myself Jay Miller. But I think I was Jason Miller in my entire life which is just so weird for people to call me jason yeah it's like a different person yeah okay here we go the termite inspector fine she says as we drive up to the house have it your way and again i want to keep in mind i have not read this since uh, what is this december 1993 was it 20 almost awesome. 23 Good. years i challenge you i challenge you to not interrupt yourself as you read it. Oh, you want me to go straight through? Yeah. Oh, Says I the girl who interrupts herself all the time. I know, we can't. I do. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. My second paragraph is already, is already an error. <laughs> I have one sentence, and then the next line is just quotation marks, and then I go on. Like, if I've already messed up that much, why wouldn't I just restart right there? <laughs> like... And then it's not, even, it's not even circled or anything. This is, this is pre-word perfect, so nothing is going to... I also want to say that I'm not I'm not judge I'm not negatively judging myself. I am um I am doing the opposite. I'm I know actually, what you're doing. I'm really no 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 no. I think you think you know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I remember being very proud of this and me as a 40-year-old man, I'm very proud of my 17-year-old me for writing this. I love that. So I'm not I'm not looking at this like oh my god. But uh I'm excited to see what the hell I wrote. Okay, I'll start over. Fine, she says, as we drive up to the house, have it your way. I will, I snap, and I mean it. Who knows what we're fighting about? Not really anything specific. Normally we get along. We're driving home from the bank, where we've been hacking through the paperwork to refinance the mortgage. Turning into the driveway, I see a red-haired kid sitting on our front steps. What the hell, I say, looking across at my wife. She shrugs in her no-fault manner. The kid stands up as I rattle to a stop in front of the house, and I see that he's older than I thought. In fact, he seems like a cross between an old man and an elf, his thin hair poorly concealing his scalp. On closer inspection, his head appears too big for his body. He focuses on the loose flagstones, which he probes with the toe of his boot. I... <laughs> I this am, is some strange stuff. No, but, but it's like also it. like extraordinarily well written. Yeah. I am I am like fucking in awe of this right yes. now. Yes. I also want to mention that I cheat on everything. 
uh, any paper that I've ever written. But I, you remember this not being plagiarized. I remember, uh, yes, I remember this not being plagiarized, but this, I mean, it doesn't even sound like me. The, hacking through the paperwork to refinance her mortgage? <laughs> I don't even know what that is now. I know, I know. Where did that even come from? Oh, I, I need to do a, we need to do like a Google search to see if I plagiarized this. But he focuses on the loose flagstones. I don't know what flagstones are. Me neither. There's, they're the, uh, that's the, like the slate stones that, that you, that you use to like pave the path from, you know, from the road to your house or like through the garden. Oh God. Jay. No, but if I don't know what that is now, I know. I, how did I know what it was then? I don't know. You overheard other people talking about it. This is like this is in this is insane for me right now. I oh okay, flagstones. I was gonna say Joey flagstones, but that's not. That's Joey Gladstone. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Let me uh, let me continue. Beg pardon. I'm here for the termites, sir. He says, still without looking at me. His accent is thick and slow. Here for what, I ask. You remember, my wife says, coming up beside me. We need the certificate from the exterminator to get the new mortgage. Yes, ma'am, he says. Inspect away, I tell him, walking past him up the front. If you'll excuse me, sir, he drawls after me, apparently imaging, he imagining he needs two deals. Hold on, I, I messed up here. I spelled imagining wrong. If you'll excuse me, sir, he draws after me, apparently imagining he needs to deal with the man of the house. I took the liberty of inspecting the outside of the premises while I was waiting. I pause at the door. He's still looking down. I can just barely see his pale blue eyes, which are the same color as his veins beneath his pale skin. I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings. There's signs of termite activity around the foundation. I, I, there's no way that I've ever <laughs> said I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings. Oh, no. Someone needs to do a Google search <laughs> in quotes of I hate I'm to be it. the bearer of bad tidings. I'll, I'm going to do it, but uh, <laughs> keep going. Christ, I say, he winces. One of those very Christian good country people, no doubt fresh to the city from the hills and hollows surrounding him, surrounding us. Hollows. Oh, no. If you can spare a moment, I'll show you, sir. Karen, can you please deal with this, I plead? <laughs> I've got to make some calls. I retreat to my office. I left the door ajar. Shutting the door will be viewed as a hostile act. If I leave it open, my wife generally respects my privacy. But if I close it, she will inevitably find some reason to knock and, in a slightly martyred manner, consult me on. What? In a slightly martyred manner, consult me on. He circled this and wrote, asked, uh, asked, and? I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I also, a slightly martyred manner is crazy. Um, if I keep the door open, she will come in and slightly martyred matter and consult me on something, I guess. A conference seems inevitable after the termite inspection. But in the meantime, I make some calls that I am determined to regard as pressing, although everyone I can think of calling turns out to be at lunch. 
And they get home at night? They get home at night, right? It was dark out. I don't know if it said that. Hmm. I sit back and listen for the sounds of munching. <laughs> Maybe it's not such a bad thing. After the house gets chewed up and swallowed, I could just walk away from it. Let the bank sweep up the sawdust. Leave everything behind. Get in the car and drive. Later for you all, confronting the notion of a 30-year-old, 30, wait, confronting the notion of a 30-year note frankly weirds me out. I'm suddenly worried I might still be here in 30 years of the same old. It's depressing. Okay, two things here. Yes. Confronting the notion of a 30-year note. I st- I don't know what that is. I don't know what the- I don't know what it is now. How did I know what it was then? A thirty-year note. I. It- but you. But you did mention to me before we did this podcast that you had very little recollection of. It's true. I have no childhood. recollection of 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 anything. So it's entirely possible you wrote this in a fugue state a fugue state very good yes but then there's this line i'm suddenly worried i might still be here in 30 years of the same old it's depressing and that sounds like it hits home i mean that's me now i just moved out of my apartment after 14 years and that's what that was like just trying to get out of my apartment and i mm-hmm. couldn't do it and it was mm-hmm. like it was depressing and so that is one line that paragraph is like that's wow okay Let's keep going. Yeah. After a while, I hear them in the living room. I can't tell you how sorry I am, ma'am. On the other hand, the good news is your basement seems uninfested so far. So we can lay down a chemical shield that will last for 10 years and is odorless and harmless with regard to domestic pets and other creatures. We don't have any pets. Well, I can understand that. I'm allergic myself. Pests we got, but no pets. I'm going to give you 10% off on the chemicals, ma'am. What is the latitude the company allows me? There's no way I wrote that. (laughs) What is the latitude the company allows me? That's very kind of you, says my wife. I grab my phone when it rings, but it's just cold calling. It's just a cold calling broker trying to convince me that there are great opportunities out there that the big money investors have somehow miraculously overlooked. After I get rid of the broker, I hear the termite inspector asks my wife if she likes country music. Sure, she lies. Would you like to hear a song, he asked. Do you have a tape, she asked. (laughs) Somewhat curiously, it seemed to me. I could just sing it to you, he says. Oh, she croaks. Right here, you mean? The situation seems hilarious to me until I hear he says... Why don't we go to my husband's office so he can hear it too? I can't believe she's dragging me into this. Of all the stupid things to do, there's no back door to my office. Nothing to do but wait. Now, this part makes me feel, and this is what I do when I write papers now, is I, I look for papers online. Um, I will, because uh, I, I went to get my master's a few years ago. So I would kind of look for an article, and I would take that article and copy it, and then just change things within it. So I would use, like, their beginnings. Uh, mm-hmm. So this sounds like a story that I stole, and then this. And then you put your own, like, little things in there. Yeah, this whole thing of, like, sure, she lies. Would you like to hear a song, he asks. Do you have a tape, she asks. <laughs> <laughs> I could just sing it to you, he says. Oh, she croaks. <laughs> We're like, it, 
now we now we see the high school habits. Now we're yeah. getting back into like yeah okay now we're this oh, is making this sense is so now. So interesting. It's like a Frankenstein story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Frankenstein story. Frankenstein story. Uh, mock polite. My wife knocks on the open door. Honey, I've got a little surprise for you. The termite man shuffles in. <laughs> Still looking much too fearful and shy to be someone who has just volunteered to sing a song in front of strangers. My wife is wearing a cheerful mask that reads, If you think for one minute that I'm going to let you off the hook while I suffer through this, you're crazy, darling. (laughs) The termite man seems to be trying to dig a hole in the floorboards with his toes, still unable to look at either one of us. I can't believe this. Trapped in my own house my very own crummy home and castle that I will have paid for four and a half times over by the time the new mortgage is finished, cornered by a munchkin who wants to sing to me against my will. At first, I'm indignant at the carrot top geek. And then, (laughs) seeing his extreme awkwardness, I'm simply mortified in general for all of us. I guess I'd say it's my dream to be a singer-songwriter, he explains, still looking at the floor. Ever since I was a little boy, that's what I wanted. Well, I've been practicing singing in my garage in the dark on account of I've been too shy to sing in front of folks. Then starting a few months ago, I started to sing with the lights on when I sing. It was what you might call a big step. Now I'm trying to get past the shyness part of singing in front of folks. But you'll all have to pardon me. I still can't look you in the eye. Then he started rocking his foot back and forth. Then he began to sing. At first, his whiny voice was annoying. But then I realized that that is how country musicians sang. <laughs> this sounds, see, I see what you're saying because suddenly there are things coming into this. Like the fact that the moment of the shyness of this man being blown up to this proportion, I feel like is something that a teenager would, would make a big deal out of, but a grown up would not make as big a deal out of. And also it went about, it went from being about the termite man to being about the narrator and the narrator's discomfort with it, which makes me think that that was Jay's voice in there. Right. Like this, you made the story about you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of like, I feel like there were way too many details in the beginning. Like everything was, was so specific of, of... Of the setting up of the singing. Yeah. No, setting up like him driving home, those first two paragraphs of him coming home and the person and what he looked like and everything was so specific. Now it's just, now it's just like talking. You know, now it's like, it feels just like rambling. I keep repeating the same words a lot. You could tell when the writing gets bad. Do you feel that way? Like It's with, not bad, but you can tell when it goes from being like a very mature voice to being some a voice that's trying to be a mature yeah. voice. Yes, yes, you exactly, know? exactly. It feels like you, the beginning was a heavy setup to get to a part where you were comfortable. Yes. Like you had to set up the mortgage I mean, was there something going on at the time with your parents and refinancing? Uh, I don't know. Pro- I mean, yeah, and that's always happening, I guess. I guess yelling about the mortgage is probably something, something that, that I grew up, up in. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, he's about to sing this song. Okay. We're getting <laughs> to the I end can't here. wait. We're getting to the end here. The termite guy is about to sing a country song <laughs> for these two people in his room. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Uh, Okay. After a while, I realized that his singing was good, surprisingly good. I started to feel bad for my cynicism toward him. For the first time during the day, I was actually enjoying myself. That feeling didn't last too long. 
out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move. My desk was set with its back against the wall. Nothing was on the desk except a few papers here and there. There's a chair in the back right side of the room that nobody sits in. The room is rather empty because nobody comes in except me, and I like it to be empty. Suddenly, the piece of the wall that I spackled last month started to fall out of the wall, followed by dozens of termites. Before I realized what was happening, my wife started screaming at the top of her lungs, frozen. The termite inspector kept singing merrily. Now all the holes in the walls had termites crawling out of them by the hundreds. My wife was still screaming, the inspector still singing, and I was sitting mesmerized. This all took about two minutes, and my office floor was covered with termites. The termite inspector had termites all over him while he continued singing. My wife started to cry. I started to think that now the termites would eat the wood for lunch and us for dinner. Then the <laughs> inspector started to walk out of the room. All of the termites started to follow him out, into the hall and out the door, followed by about 1,000 termites. He led them all into his truck and drove away. My wife and I sat in total silence for about 10 minutes before I noticed a piece of paper on it. It read, Hal's termite extermination, extermination fee $175, chemical fee $0. The, the end. end. Oh, man. He was the Pied Piper of termites. Pied this Piper guy is awesome. Termites. And he required country music. Like, he knew that country music was just the it draws right him out. vibration to get them really going. And they're like, I need more of that country music. Yeah. What the fuck? Is this a statement on your feelings towards country music? Well, yeah. Oh, wow. Brings yeah. the termites out. It and brings then they, the termites out. I mean, it's a statement on this election. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're all from the tri-state area here. And for me, I mean, I'm super like Yankee. Like I grew up in New England and nobody liked country music to the point where I don't know who taught me this, but at a very, very young age, people asked me what kind of music I like to listen to. Like, the standard answer that everybody would say was, oh, I like everything except for country. Yes. That was what we were all sort of trained to say. And so then when I became a grown-up and met people who were from the South and they loved it, I was like, oh, God, you're an alien. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that people like it. Yeah. There's some country, like, the good country, not this Walmart country where it's like you could play them all at the same time and they all sound the same. No, no. Johnny Cash is different. Yeah. Yes. But... So now upon conclusion of this story, have you changed your mind? Do you think that you actually did write this? Is anything ringing I, bells? I am more convinced that I stole the beginning of this story. Uh, did, anyone, did anyone search anything? Did uh, anything yeah. come we up? We found some stuff. No, but Kent, Kent, searched, Kent searched the first line of it and did not come up with yeah. it. We actually, we, we didn't really find it. I found the, the bearer, of, bearer of bad tidings yes. was a Sophocles uh, uh, quote, so maybe you. But like that's that also a common. Point. That's a common, common turn of phrase. But not no. Bad, bearer of bad news is usually a common turn of phrase. Bearer of bad tidings is a little bit more intricate. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like maybe that was a, a mythology but this type is, of deal. This is also 1993, so I wasn't on the internet. Yeah. Like I wasn't searching. Right. I, so I, where would you have I even had, like? Was there a book of short stories in your house that you TV fun lifted the first paragraph from? That's another thing. Doctors we don't have. Rooms. We didn't have books in my house. As a rule. Um, not a, no, it wasn't a rule. It's just a, a, a habit, I guess. Um, it, um, yeah. but yeah, this, this a hundred percent. And it's, 
it's what I still do now. Like I'm, it's what I did. I mean, uh, um, I guess I didn't do it when I was in my master's classes, but I thought about doing it, uh, mm-hmm. which is copy. So that was an impulse that you had gone to. Yes. It's just like, I need to get started. So I'm like stealing from something else because of so many of these lines, just trying to think of, I, I, yeah, but you remember being so proud of this. And I just think it's, I mean, the fact that the termites, the fact that you were in the, the narrator who is you, a projection of you, right, in your personal office, which is your private space that you do not like people going in and you do not like things being in there and it's your personal private space. And then all of a sudden the walls just like explode with infestation that, I mean, I, I, I mean, Freud could pick the shit out of that. Yeah, I, I think I think you're you're digging too deep into the story because <laughs> I don't think back then I was thinking that way. I wasn't I wasn't in touch with feelings or or your subconscious. Yeah, yeah I really I really wasn't. Um, so I could understand how a lot of this seems like this has to do with this and this, but. In my head, I just remember trying to come up with a, like a cool story. Well, it is a fucking cool story. It's really specific. I love the and twist weird. because I, I I did think that those termites were going to eat everybody until he just like started dancing them he out. Just the like door. played his pan flute and that was great. It was a nice. Turn. Skipped out the door. Yeah. Uh, I just googled the line confronting the notion of a thirty-year note, and not no results were up. found because. That one is that one is really the one that hits me. Confronting the notion of a thirty-year note. Well, at least it was just twenty-three-year note. This is uh It was. Uh, I mean, it seemed like a lot to sort of confront this uh, story. Yeah, be, I mean, if I actually wrote this story, I mean, I am beyond impressed with myself. I'm just, just want to let you guys know. Well, maybe that, you should get I, back into it. I'm just saying. We've had people in the past who bring out their drawings from when they were teenagers, and it inspired them to start drawing again. So, if that happens, wow, let us know. I mean, this is the only short story I've ever written in my life. But so it, it's very solid. It's yeah. very fucking solid. I don't think it's real. It's. <laughs> I don't think I did. This. Is it too good to be true, Jay? It is. It doesn't make I don't sense. That. I'm going to do some serious digging into it. Phil, don't yawn into the microphone of my podcast, please. Sorry. He's <laughs> If you're yawning, the listeners are sleeping already, for sure. Guys, this I'm looking at Pie Piper Exterminator, okay? God damn it. <laughs> no, but that's a great name for an extermination company. I'm it is it. in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it's probably a front for <laughs> Gus, okay? Uh, um, well, Jay, if you, if you find anything, will you let us know? Yes. Seriously, I would really, I'm intrigued. Because this. this is a very interesting mystery. Yes, yes. yes. It's um, an interesting. It's an interestery. Um, <laughs> and... And listen, I have a little gift for you. Um, no, um, uh, a piece of a piece of junk from my childhood home that I saved over the years, and I got it out of my my old keychain collection. Right. Unfortunately, the key ring fell off of it, but the important part is still here. Um, it is a white plastic. Uh, it's a it. What is it? It's, it's a, a pen in the shape of a Nokia phone. Uh huh. Um, the pen doesn't really work anymore and there's no keychain on it anymore, but you know, wow. If you're ever having a rough time, you know, give me a call (laughs) on your brick shaped car phone. Yeah, it's basically what it is. It's a Nokia. It's a, it's, well, it's like a regular phone that goes into its handle, but you pick it up and there's a pen at the top 
Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. I'm really sorry. It's pretty much junk, but I saved it for a long time, so it must have been meaningful to me. Oh, this is great. Thank you so much. When, <laughs> um, when can I throw this away? Like, uh, right? as, as soon as you walk out the door. I would just ask you do it not in front of my face, but you can yeah. do it anywhere else the that you desire. Radius away from where we won't discover it on the ground or in a. I feel room. that way about certain things in my house where I'm like, I can't throw this away. I yeah, have but to this is the way it I, to someone and exactly. have them throw it away. Exactly. Yep. So, so thanks for being part of that cycle. I will take care. I will keep this uh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever today. Um, Jay Miller, anything you want to plug right now? Uh, you don't have to. I don't know. My, uh, my Twitter, midi- at Mid-Evenings, I guess. Is that it? Sure. Whatever I don't you know. want. It does not, I, I hate. Okay. Fuck it. I, I will plug something instead. Uh, it's October 30th when this is coming out. So if you're in LA, uh, come catch us at the live show at uh, Nerd Melt on Sunset on November 5th at 7 p.m. And then uh, if you're in New York, we've got another live show November 13th at QED in Astoria. That's right. At 8.30 p.m. And Phil? Uh, November 1st for the New York Podcast Festival, there's going to be another episode of the Kevin McDonald, Kevin McDonald Show. So check that out. Um, I play the music and sometimes I uh, pop in as a character in one of the sketches. Awesome. Last time we had Wallace Shawn. It was great. It was pretty great. It was pretty nice. He liked you. I, he really did. He really He did. wanted to be my date. I was like. Sorry. I was, thank you. Thank you, Wallace. Thank you so much. Where's your girlfriend? <laughs> Where's Lissa? Oh, well, that warms my, my cockles. Good. Yeah. I, don't let them touch your cockles, all right? Next no, time is around. My cockles are all yours, Phil. Thank my you. My cockles are all yours. My that was good plugging mine. you guys did. Thanks. Now I feel like I should plug something. No, don't worry about it. Listen, uh, you're well, already... We gave you the chance. I have one coming up uh, October 30th. Uh, I'm going to be on the, the Bitch Seat podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be coming out, so <laughs> check me out there. But you don't... The thing is that you don't need to do that anymore because now you're a professional in the industry, so... So what? So higher ups take care of all the plugging required. We have to market for ourselves still, you know. Oh, oh, okay. Think, we're, we're a little bitter, think, you know. You think I'm a professional? <laughs> You're getting paid to do it, so yes. The okay. answer is yes. Well, okay. That's all it takes. Yeah, but then you get there and you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. And then you have to find another thing to be unhappy about, and another level to move up. It to. doesn't. It doesn't take long to find another thing. I know. It's just. It's pretty much the same thing. I know. <laughs> Uh, listen, listeners, I'm sorry this got dark, but listen, we're talking about truth here. It's a Halloween episode. I mean, this was more of a, uh, a, a dark, uh, a dark one that less, less jumpy, less scary, but more about like, uh, termites. More about your, the darkness in us all. Yeah. The termites in the walls of your heart. Treasure, what got you here, guys? All right. And have s- a good one. <laughs> have a good one. And sing it out. Sing the darkness out. And into your van. <laughs> I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. 
I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you looked young in the movie, and uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and I believe that. And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh my god, who's Hun- hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So all right, so like, there's like these like Asian girls in the movie, right? They play, I, the twins. I right? triple kissed them. Okay, oh. a little triple kiss. Triple that way, I didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like, or oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was and was that offset or on camera, or and they got cut out, maybe? Or oh, the, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because I, you know, what I mean, that's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. I don't, I don't know how old they are. I could never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah. I chalked. I, I chalked her. You chalked her. What, <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.